0: I'm Tatiana Antonelli and you're listening to Forward Talks by Groombook, a podcast about moving towards sustainability in the region and beyond. Many people seem to think that decluttering is solely about being organized or tidy. Others believe it's about reducing the amount of stuff someone has. Some focus strongly on cleaning, but none seem to make a link with living a low-impact life. It reduces our own consumption, of course. And by moving stuff we own and no longer need onto people and places where it will get used, it reduces others people's consumption. People use our unwanted stuff rather than buying new stuff. By minimizing the stuff we hold onto, we reduce the amount of space we need to occupy. We need fewer cupboards, shelves, drawers and boxes and maybe even smaller living spaces. On today's episode, we're joined by Shelina Yokia, the founder of Declutter Me, the UAE's first licensed professional decluttering service and host of the Declutter Me podcast, which she started in early 2018. Shalina used to be a corporate lawyer until 2013, when she quit to explore the world of decluttering. We talked about basic decluttering concepts, but also how to deal with e-waste and the harmful impacts if this is not disposed properly, as well as the more emotional downsides of clutter that we should all be aware of. So the
1: main thing with decluttering is getting rid of things that you don't use, you don't like, you don't, you know, they don't fit. It's it's getting rid of things that take over your life and make you feel overwhelmed and frustrated and I always say there's a clutter cloud above your head with this clutter you know if you wake up in the morning which a lot of people do they wake up and there's clutter on their in their wardrobes on the floor on even on their bed sometimes you wake up angry and frustrated so you know getting rid of that clutter decluttering it will make you feel lighter happier Uh, and i see it i see people's shoulders stop drooping like they go up you know their whole body lifts up from getting rid of that clutter in a day with me and usually with getting rid of the physical clutter means you get rid of the mental clutter as well not all of it because there's a lot of other issues with mental clutter but it helps you know uh, alleviate the 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 issues
0: Uh, so what is it that people usually keep for all these years Oh, it's it's a mixture.
1: Um, it's clothes, old saucepans is a big thing in kitchens um, that are broken. You know, you get rid of, you don't get rid of plates and stuff. So there'll be mixed sets because people haven't got rid of them. It's just mixture of paper, everything and anything. You think about it, like you know, I've had people keep makeup that they bought in when they were teenagers, and they're now nearly thirty. It's gone off, you know. It, they can't keep. It smells bad. Like you can't use it. You can't use eyeshadow that's 15 years old. You know what I mean? It don't doesn't go on properly. So um, yeah, people keep these things, and then I tell them smell it, and then they smell it and go, oh yeah, it smells disgusting. Yeah, that's that's why you need to get rid of it.
0: And why do we keep these things? Is it something that uh, we we it's hard for us to to let it go, or is it um uh... Like emotional thing,
1: it's a for a lot of. I mean, a lot of the clients that I have, there's other underlying issues. So there is something else going on, whether it's trauma, grief, um, you know, divorce, um, moving. Um, there's there's various things that have happened in people's lives which have affected them. You know, changing jobs, uh, losing jobs, it whatever things that have happened to you, cleaning your house or organizing your house is less of a priority when you're dealing with something else so then it just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates and then it gets to a point where you're like I don't know where to start now it's gone so much you know it's it's become so much that I don't know where to begin um so that's what happens to a lot of people it's more something has happened to them to get them to that point of having a cluttered house um and then they just don't know what to do Um, moving forward
0: could it also be linked uh, somehow to the way we consume nowadays are we are we buying too much
1: yeah and that's a big thing so since the 80s consumerism started in the 80s and people learned how to buy because that was the thing adverts everywhere but there was nothing ever to say until this decade about how to get rid of the stuff so it was all about buy, 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 buy. But there was no nothing to say, OK, you buy this stuff, but get rid of some other stuff. It, it, there was no education. And now, especially with, you know, the likes of these cheaper shops where you can buy things, people don't get rid of it. You know, it's disposable fashion. You're only supposed to wear it for one season and then declutter it. But they don't. They keep it for months and you know, or years and it just keeps on accumulating as well. So there's that issue as well, that there's so much stuff that's now disposable but people are buying it, you know, um homeware. Lots of people are buying home stuff that they don't need to buy. You don't need to buy little trinkets um, and bits and pieces and little frames and little messages to inspire you. you. You know, you need one message. You don't need 50 messages on your wall. So... That's that's the thing. It's it's this availability of buying stuff and online shopping as well. Even though it's it's useful right now while we're in in lockdown, but uh, generally it's not a great a uh, thing. It's too easy to shop.
0: No, definitely. I think uh, right now what we're looking at is a lot of waste being accumulated, even more in our homes because of online shopping and also because of packaging. Somehow I feel that uh, our bins. Uh, Right now are full. People are cooking more than
1: they did before. So they're actually seeing that they've got a lot of, you know, uh, cutlery, uh, crockery, saucepans, etc. And and going through that. And even I went through it. I, I, I went through a cupboard and I discovered I had a wok and a pressure cooker my parents had bought me, which I didn't realize I had. So, you know, these things are happening even to me. So, you know, so more people, so it's right now, it's um, a lot of people are are doing the decluttering because they have the time to and because they have to, because they're seeing they've got too much junk in their house that's visible to their eye every day.
0: What would people do right now? Can you still, for example, uh, offer your, your support online? Are you also considering to, you know... Do that, like everyone is moving online.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I I do have it. So I have either I do an online course where I teach people how to the the how to get organized so they can do it themselves, or I do it one to one. So while people are are in their house, so say in their wardrobe, I'll be there watching them, telling them what to do, and they do it. Well, you know, so we do it together, but it's just that I'm not next to them helping them. Um, so there's, there's different ways of doing it. Um, it. It just depends on the person's need. Uh,
0: something that we've noticed uh, within our, our team at Goombook being locked down uh, at home and cleaning up is that we found a lot of uh, e-waste. A lot of batteries and chargers, um, old phones. We found Nokia phones from I don't know 15 years ago. Yep. Um, another emotional thing. I mean, to get rid of that Nokia is <laughs> really something historical. Um, do you have a lot of that with your with your clients, or maybe it, it, is it something that you also face with your um, the companies that you that you help to declutter?
1: Yeah. A lot. And you know, um, I mean, you've been here as long as me. So, you know, remember, like how they used to carry even now lots of them do they carry more than two phones. They used to be especially when do started. So everyone had an Etislat number, but then they also got a do number as well. So they had two phones. So imagine that's two mobile phones a year. And so it's accumulated to how many mobile phones so I get um practically a shoebox full of phones found from clients you know you you go around the house or in the office you find a huge amount of these phones so yes i see all the nokias and the ericsson's and the old samsung phones the flip flop and the motorola i've seen them all and it's it's like a historic graveyard of phones but they you know and people don't want to get rid of them because they don't. They say they've got photos in them or things, documents, and it's very difficult to get that data out of it, like the old photo. And the photos most probably are horrible anyway, because you know the image, <laughs> the resolution was terrible on those phones. But they still were like, I want to get those pictures. It's like, well, if you didn't get them before and download them. You're not going to download it now because you most probably won't be able to find the cable. So that there is that, but there is a huge amount. You know, old printers I see a lot of the time, old monitors, headphones. Like you know, they they, they get a headphone. The amount of headphones I get find, you know, on your iPhone, they have the old headphones for iPhones which you can't use anymore. It, it's it's that. So it's trying to you know get them to understand that they don't need to keep twenty headphones, which is what I find, um, and. To get the wires. So, what happens is you'll find mobile phones and uh, wires and all this stuff in different places. And I don't know if you found that while you've been decluttering as well, that everything is in different random drawers and cupboards get them all together and then see what matches with what. So you can see, say with Nokia, it says Nokia on the wire and obviously it's a Nokia phone. So you can connect them together to see if it fits. If it does, put them together, you know, to give it away. And do that with everything, all the electrical stuff. Um, Toothbrushes, electrical toothbrushes is another big thing as well. Um, You know, get all the wires and the electrical stuff together and then see what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. And then the ones you don't want to keep, put them into one bag or a, a box. You know, use one of the delivery boxes that we're getting so many of, and put them all in there, ready to give away, um, and keep the rest of them. Um, so that's the thing to do. But yeah, it's it's huge this this e waste thing.
0: And do you feel that people are uh, f- understand? The, the background of e-waste. What what happens if they don't uh, dispose of it properly, or or they don't they don't see that as a as a problem or or as a possible environmental um, hazard?
1: I think they they don't think of it as an environmental hazard uh, at all, and they don't see that um, a lot of these products, these uh, old phones, even the wires, they've got. Um, you know metal inside of it that can be taken out and recycled so you know the um, another big thing is the tv wires you know um, but you know the wires with the red white and yellow sockets you don't need them anymore because we've got hdmi wires but they all keep those wires and then in those wires are copper so they that can be taken out and recycled and copper is quite valuable now um, so there is a lot of e-waste that can be reused um, and, you know, used for other electrical items now. So, but they just, people just don't realise the environmental aspects of it, of just throwing it away in a bin and how hazardous, it, how hazardous it can be. Except for batteries, maybe, because there were, I mean, in Europe, for us, growing up, there was a big campaign about throwing batteries properly away because it's dangerous but I don't, I've not seen that kind of education here, to be honest.
0: I've, I've seen uh, collection drives and collection boxes for, uh, for batteries, but somehow, yes, giving for granted that people would know why they should dispose of them separately. Um, no, there isn't uh, any awareness about it. That's why I really strongly believe in the fact that there's a, there's a need for more education, more transparency as well, because yep. maybe something that people need right now is to understand where this waste goes. Um, and not only e-waste in general, people don't really know what happens here with waste. Are we really recycling? Are we not? And with e-waste is definitely really important. Um, not only because of course there is an environmental impact, but something that I discovered years ago and I was shocked was that the way this e-waste then is handled is also can become an issue and can lead to child labor. I've seen the documentaries of mm. of small children as uh, five years old uh, on top of these graveyards of electronics and with bare hands having to you know break them, open yeah. them. It can you know uh, jump into their eyes and 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 make them blind. I mean, there are huge problems, and somehow all oh, this is a world that we don't really know about and we we don't look through it and and this is this is sad um you know one of the issues now that you were talking about our childhood and the way we we grew up is I remember my father my grandmother everyone also keeping things and I don't know if that um used to come from their childhood I mean they all came through they they went through wars they went through very tough times and somehow their instinct was to keep things um, and for memory, but also because they could, you know, be useful one day.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a generational thing. My, my parents are the same. My, I always joke and say my mom is my worst client. Um, but for them, it was, I mean, for my parents, they moved to England, in the early 20s, and they worked so hard to earn money to. Buy things. Everything meant something when they bought something. It's not like now. It's so easy to go to a shop and buy something for a few dirhams, right? For for them, everything cost a lot of money. They saved the money and they bought it, so it had meaning. So for them to get rid of it, and that's for all our generation, you know, our parents and grandparents' generation, because of the struggles they went through. For them, it's more difficult to change their mindset, but they are starting to learn. they need to get rid of the stuff. And especially as people get older, um, they realize, you know, what are we going to do with their stuff? I mean, I've said to my parents, if when you go on, you know, God forbid they go, a lot of the stuff they've hoarded and kept in the garage, we're just going to throw it away. My brother doesn't want to know at all. I will have to deal with it because I'm the organizer, but (laughs) we will throw away most of it. So they realize it's time for them to start reviewing what they have. Um, and deciding what needs to go um, now. So it's a morbid way of thinking about it, but it's good as well to help, you know, the, the next generation.
0: It's, it's so true. And it's, it's morbid maybe, but it's, some, it's a reality. And uh, somehow I've, I had to go through this and I think it's easier to do it with them yeah. than, than alone. Yeah. And if you're
1: dealing with the grief and decluttering, especially as you're away and then you have to go back to the family house you're only there for like what, one or two weeks to do all this stuff it's even more hard you're crying and grieving and seeing things that have got memories that's even worse so if they can help with that process and to start giving things away and giving it to the people you know if it hasn't got value because there's always those uh issues with uh, after they die and stuff but you know start dealing with the items that you have it's easier for everybody in the long run afterwards Um, but that's an education it's it's teaching people to learn to do that
0: doing some research uh, online about decluttering of course uh, the Marie Kondo came really often as a reference so uh, can you explain to us what is her method
1: so she has a, d- a special, specific method that people pay a lot of money to learn. Um, hers is all about joy. So does it bring you joy if it doesn't? Um, say thank you to it and then give it away. She has a special way of folding her clothes as well. And she says that you have to take everything out and then deal with it. So if you go to your wardrobe, take all the stuff out of the wardrobe and then deal with it. Now, if you've got a massive walk-in closet or lots of wardrobes or clothes even, you know, a small room full of clothes. If you take everything out, you will feel overwhelmed and have a a mini heart attack. And it has happened with clients. I had one client who wanted to do it the Marie Kondo way when the book came out and it became a mountain of clothes on her bed. I have pictures still to show it to people if they want to do it that way. And she did have a panic attack and disappeared for two hours. So I then had to deal with the clothes myself not trying not to have a panic attack myself and separate them into the categories so that she could then deal with what decluttering the stuff she didn't want so that's the yeah Marie-, Marie Kondo has a different method of doing it I believe more in doing it in small steps and taking it in a more pragmatic view so there's less about joy but more about do you like it do you use it does it fit is it broken Um, you know, is it useful in your life? Like tissue boxes don't bring joy, but we need tissues all the time, you know, especially here because our nose is, you know, because of dust and sand. So there's things like that, you know, Um, knives and forks generally doesn't bring us joy but we use it every day so you know you have to be pragmatic Um, so i am i am of that view and my thing is that you're supposed to find everything in five seconds so if you once you've done the decluttering and once you've organized if you still can't find everything within five seconds there's a problem with the system so then you just have to review it again or get rid of more stuff Um, so that's the difference between um her her um, method and my method um, yeah, don't take everything
0: and, out. No, no, no. I and I agree on 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 baby steps and going slow when we do things. Maybe Marie Kondo can be, you know, the end of of the of the journey, but it is a journey, and we need to take it uh, step by step. Um, I have another question for you: Is once we've decluttered, and we're we're finally, you know, happy and and in harmony? Yes. What <laughs> what advice? could you give us to you know make sure that we're not going to reclutter i mean what are the little steps that we could do daily or weekly to maintain our our space and our well-being in in the uh, in right space
1: so my thing is if you buy one thing you get rid of two things so um what i always suggest is have say a paper bag or you know you get from shopping or um i have um uh, A cloth bag that's in my um, wardrobe and every time I see something I don't like or doesn't fit or whatever I put it into that bag so when that bag is full I then go give it to donation or you know I give it to my maid or whatever so that helps me with the two for one so when I do buy one thing I've already got rid of 10 things by the time I've bought something so if you do that um you it should be the same item so if you buy say a new saucepan you get rid of two saucepans but sometimes it's not possible so then you can get rid of something else in the kitchen or somewhere else um so that's the one thing to maintain and the other thing is to go do the declutter every few months so i say every quarter so you've done the big declutter say now during this time while we're in lockdown but every so often then do um you know a, a kind of review of your stuff so every quarter go through it it's not that you do it once and that's it you're going to be fine because you're always going to buy stuff so do review your your house your rooms every every few months um and to maintain it and just check if you can't find anything in five seconds then review that area because that most probably
0: need some help amazing i like that my biggest challenge is, is uh, it's family, it's, it's the children, it's the birthdays when suddenly we receive so many things. It's a husband that wants to keep all his files from when he was at university. <laughs>
1: yes, Hus- husbands, bless them, are, are, are a thing. Um, uh, some of them are good. Some of them do understand the whole process of decluttering and organizing, but some of them, yes, they get very worried when I come to the house. when the, If the wife tells them I'm coming... They do freak out and they'll say, don't let her touch my stuff. And I'll be like, OK, fine, I won't touch it. But I will find old shirts that should be, you know, have got holes in the collars and stuff like that, that they should have got rid of a long time ago. And they'll see, then I'll put them into a pile and organise their stuff properly and then they'll go, oh, yeah, you're right, it should have gone, yeah. Especially now with the kids around and everything, It's it's you can make games of it. So there's it's there was a, a picture going around of um tupperware you know the the boxes with the lids it's it's a huge issue for most houses right so what you can do is get them all out put them on the floor and tell the kids to figure out which lids go with which boxes so it's a game for them to do and you can sort out your tupperware in the kitchen so that you can see what goes in where so do that that's a game
0: um... thank you thank you for now for a lockdown you saved me now two three afternoons with this yes. <laughs> exactly so do all that get all that done um there's
1: different things even for the games if you take all the games out and you make them go through all the games and see if they've got all the pieces and to find out where all the other pieces are it's like a a game of hunt the game hunt the pieces so there are ways to make it a game um and I do that with kids when I work with them you know as well for the when we do their wardrobes and I'll say to them let's go through um, section by section, so you do like your T-shirts and your your trousers and stuff, and let them decide. Especially when they're a certain, when they're about seven, eight, moving older, then they they have an opinion. They they all, all these kids have opinions, right? So let them have their opinion. Let them decide what they want to keep and don't want to keep, to a point. Um, and they can see, and they'll see even you know socks and underwear. They can choose which underwear is the good underwear and which is the bad underwear. So it's a good way for them to play along and not make it a chore or an ordeal, but it's a game for them to play around with their stuff and see what they like. Um, So, yeah, so that's a good, that's what to do with them. With husbands, we have to figure out what to do with them. (laughs) Sorry. I think we have a podcast about that.
0: (laughs) Good. then. uh, This is a nice invitation for our listeners to go (laughs) and listen to that podcast specifically. Uh, but I like the, the kids' one because I, I think it's it's part of, you know, making sure they grow up as, as well-rounded uh, beings, uh, also able to declutter regularly from when they're children and get organized. That's really, really important, definitely. You can find Shalina's podcast in your favorite podcast player. Just look for Declutter Me and you can find out more about their services as well as various tips by visiting DeclutterMe.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Goombook, that's G-O-U-M-B-O-O-K. And subscribe to the show for free in your podcast players and on the web at Goombook.com slash podcast. Thank you and see you next week.